0: I'll tell you what gets me through these election seasons every couple of years is that before any election, <laughs> Jesus Christ is Lord and King, he's on the throne. Amen. During every election, Jesus Christ is Lord and King and he's on the throne. Yep. After any election, regardless of who wins, Jesus Christ is still on the throne as Lord and King. Nothing changes. Sometimes some of the pieces on the chessboard are shuffled around, <laughs> but what never changes is that Jesus Christ is king and center of the universe. I'm reporting for duty. Terry,
1: what about you? Yes, I'm reporting for duty, and you're absolutely right, brother. The kingship of Christ, as a matter of fact, at the end of the month of November, at the end of the liturgical year, we're going to be celebrating Christ the King's feast, so well, I look forward to that. Jess, today you are going to have a very interesting show. Why? Because we're going to show what a doctor destroying abortion in two minutes. Okay, this is this is powerful video we want to show and people to listen and pass it on to other friends. Also, we're going to top on a very controversial topic. Okay, Uh, and it's why is it morally licit to attend Holy Mass celebrated by the Society of Saint Pope Pius X, and we're going to be taking it right from Bishop Snyder and others. Uh, with uh, why and give the reasons. And I think in the time that we're living in, I think at least be open to this because we have a lot of our close friends who disagree with Jesse and I. But Oh, you know, yeah. But you know what, Jess? We can disagree. I, I, don't, yeah. I get it. Yeah. So there's one thing. And the other big thing is we know that the midterm elections are tomorrow and it's providing an opportunity for all of us to galvanize pro-life America and we must not lose it. And why do I, I say that? Well, nearly a million babies a year in, in America <clears throat> lose their lives to abortion. And as St. John Paul II said, it is the issue of our time. And uh, that's why I'm encouraging people to get out and vote. I voted yesterday. And Jesse, I'm going to tell it. Well, tell it right happened. My wife's voting before me. I got my grandson in my arms. And my wife yells out, hey, that machine picked somebody I didn't pick. It changed my vote. Oh man. And and so everybody is like, What? And you know, and the guys are all saying, Well you know, my wife is not normally that um well she, she can get fired up, but, but she just she said, No, this is this machine is cheating. <laughs> and so they all come out and they have their their big things and but comes out, and they, Oh, well just don't use it, it must be an anomaly and, and uh no we'll yeah, we'll right, we'll fix right. it. The point of it is Jesse we're just hoi polloi people, and this is happening. So I didn't use that machine. I very carefully checked all mine, and it didn't hit mine anyway. But the point I'm saying, get out and vote. Even if we end up voting and somebody manipulates it, well, I can't control that. We can only control what we're going to vote for, and I want to encourage people because this yeah, is And let me, help, let me help
0: people on how to vote. Yeah. Okay, let me help people. Number Go. one, just to make it simple, I'm going to make it real, real simple. Don't vote for any person or party who's pro-abortion. Of course not. Don't vote for any person or party who's pro-homosexual marriage. Of course not. And don't vote for any person or party who violates our religious liberty. Amen. Guess what? Okay, that's one half of the aisle you can't vote for. You already know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's the way you form your moral conscience. Just those three, very simple. The sanctity of human life in the womb. Yep. The the (laughs) definition of natural marriage according to Adam and Eve. Yep. And religious liberty. There's one party that's sending the... Their goon squad, the FBI, to go kick in doors and go
1: arrest pro-lifers. Guess what? You can't vote for that party. And I'm going to say what that party is. It's the Democratic Party. Jesse (laughs) said it well on the Fox News morning show last week. I said it on Newsmax Newsmax a couple months ago. We're on the same page. We said it. And I got to say that if we were priests or deacons, I'm sure there'd be bishops saying, hey, shut those guys up. We're lay people. You know what? We can speak our mind, and it's just facts. You can't be a Catholic. And a Democrat. I'm just being blunt. Now, I'm going to get people, but call me at 661 972 7872. (laughs) I'm willing to talk to you and be civil with me. The point I'm trying to say, Jesse. No name calling, no name calling. No name calling, but let's have a conversation on this because it's a matter of life and death. (laughs) All right, Jess, what about (laughs) some more good to know files? What else you got? Yeah, let me just, uh, yeah, good
0: to know file. The month of November is dedicated to the Holy Souls. Uh, remember uh, the holy souls, the Bible says in Psalm 116, verse 15, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. Yep. So the month, the, whole, the entire month is dedicated to commemorating those who have died and departed to their heavenly home or are in purgatory. Yeah. And uh, it begun with All Saints Day mm-hmm. celebrated on November 1st. So the entire month, we remember all the holy souls who have died and are believed to be in heaven or on their way to heaven. Also, next Monday, uh, pray for, I, I may see some of you out there, actually, next Monday is going to be the National Men's March yep. to Abolish Abortion and rally for Person. Baltimore, Maryland, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. I'll be out there marching with the men. Uh, I know Bishop uh, Strickland. Strickland he'll after. be there just
1: every year he goes and does it. Yeah,
0: he's been there. I think he'll be there again. So, again, remember, uh, abortion is a man-caused problem. And so it's our responsibility to step up and be a big part of the solution. So I'll be there next uh, Monday, Baltimore, Maryland, marching with the men, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the National Men's March to Abolish Abortion. Father Stephen Imbarato, uh, James Havens, and many other good men.
1: Good. And if you want to go, check it out because I know we're going to have you broadcast right from that event, Jess. All right. Anything else before we move on? That's it, Terry. Oh, so, someone uh, someone made a good comment in our texting because I give out my— Don't vote for the back end of you-know-what. Uh, they have—hang on. He just they have a donkey as their logo. Oh, I thought that was funny. Okay, Jess, let's get some good news of the gospel today, brother. Terry, no, you know, here,
0: here's something funny. I just want to try to bring a little bit of yeah, levity humor, before I read the gospel. Yeah. If you look at the, the word Democrats, yeah. the, the last four the, the last four letters of Democrats is rats. Yeah. If you look at the uh, the last four words of Republican, it's I can. Yeah, I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. And the other and the other guys, uh, the last four letters are rats. You got it. Just thought uh, I'd mention that. Yep.
1: Let's get that Gospel of Luke chapter seventeen, verse one to six.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Speak, mm-hmm. Lord. Your servants are listening. You got it. Jesus said to his disciples, "Things that cause sin will inevitably will inevitably occur." but woe that's a curse wow to the one through whom they occur it would better it would be better for him to for him if a millstone were put around his neck and be thrown into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to sin Well, jesus is saying man you don't want you don't want to face my tribunal <laughs> if you've caused one of these little ones to sin through your through your scandalous behavior our lord says be on your guard if your brother sins rebuke him and if he repents, forgive him. Notice, notice what Jesus said. He didn't say like, if your brother's uh, LGBT transgender, don't rebuke him because you know they're exactly. a protected class. Yeah, you you can't say, you can't say anything. That's ju- you're being judgmental. He didn't say that. He says, nope. if your brother sins, so so what's what are the popular sins today? Transgender, LGBT, homosexual, lesbian, uh, marijuana, daily marijuana. If your brother sins, rebuke him. Yep. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he wrongs you seven times in one day and returns to you seven times saying, I am sorry, you should forgive him. And the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. That whole, uh, the, the the verse, if he wrongs you seven times in one day and returns to you seven times saying, I am sorry, you should forgive him. Yeah. The word seven is a number of perfection. It's a number of the covenant. It's the number of God. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and by the way, the Bible says in Proverbs twenty four sixteen, it says that the, even the righteous man sins seven times a day. The righteous man, that's at least seven venial sins a day. So, but if the person comes and asks you for forgiveness even seven times a day, what does that mean? Every time... They come and ask for your forgiveness. You cannot withhold mercy if they want to reconcile. You kind of say, "No, I'm going to hate you for the next thirty years. I'm going to hate you. The, I'm going to hate you forever." You can't do that. Yeah. You because hater, no haters will enter into the kingdom of heaven, Terry.
1: And I think this applies even to today. I have one more good, one more good to know file, and this is hard for me to actually have to say this, Jesse. I've told you off the air, but I'm going to say it on the air. Pope Francis praises pro-abortion economists on papal commission in remarks about women. So while speaking about the gifts of women during a in-flight press conference on Sunday, Pope Francis mentioned that recent appointment of pro-abortion economists to the Pontifical Academy for Life. Hmm. He says, I have seen that in the Vatican. Every time a woman comes to do work in the Vatican, things get better. Well, first of all, I want to just say this. And we're going to have Sheen at the next break because I got to say this. Let's pray for Pope Francis. Let's send him some of our spiritual bouquets of rosaries, masses, because he needs to have the prayer from us to have the graces to say no to killing unborn babies and putting people on commissions that are for killing unborn babies. I almost have to say, is this microphone on that I had to say the vigor of Christ, whose job is to confirm us in our faith, is giving us a woman to be on the Pontifical Academy for Life who's for killing unborn babies— is this microphone on? I hope so, because we need to not only call him out in a gentle way, but pray for him that he will repent of that. Because objectively speaking, Jesse, there's no way else to say it. He's putting someone in that's killing for the killing of unborn babies and saying, this is a good thing. I can't get any way out of other than that, Jess. Sad.
0: And, and, and I've read that she's also an atheist, Terry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah.
1: Jesse, uh, when we come back, I want to bring in Fulton
0: Sheen, and yeah. then we're going to get th- to... What's important about this it's is coming. that atheism... Oh, yeah. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 6, and I'm, I'm sure somebody should appoint this to Pope Francis. Yeah. It says, for without faith in God, it is impossible to please God. See that? That's what... In, in other words, atheist Yes. cannot please God. Oh, but I work for the Pope. Sorry, oh. atheist cannot please God. But the Pope appointed me, sorry, Atheists
1: cannot please God. That's what the Bible says. And the Bible itself, increase our faith. Every day, we need to pray for more faith in Jesus Christ. If you don't, you won't get it. When we come back, full screen ahead will come. And then, why is it morally licit to attend
2: Holy Mass celebrated by the Society of St. Pius X. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888 888- Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
1: Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. I want to get Bishop Sheen in because,
2: oh yeah, full Sheen
1: ahead. Jess, here's what the bishop said today. The love of noise and excitement in the modern civilization is due in part to the fact that people are unhappy on the inside. Noise Mm. exteriorizes them, distracts them, and makes them forget their worries for the moment. Have you seen kids with headsets on blasting music? Yeah. What else can you think? There is an unmistakable connection between an empty life and a hectic pace. You know what that says? Silence. We all need silence in our life. And it also says that in the world we're living in, we really do need to take the time to pray. Sometimes, you know, yeah, it can get hectic in what we're doing. Actually, even this morning with my wife, we were watching our grandchild. And I just said, honey, I need to go say my prayers right now. I He got, he got up early. I, no problem. She was able to cover for me. My point is, it's incredibly important to have a prayer life of silence or you're not going to see between the lines. You're going to be, I'll tell you what you're going to be doing. You're going to be a wor- You're going to be for the the me, myself, and I, and uh, the, basically the unho- unholy trinity, and living a life that's not centered on Christ without prayer. Hey, Amen,
0: Terry. I want to talk about a topic here? Which uh, oh boy, it is is is, is controversial for some people, not for me. I'll no, tell you why, no. because uh, Pope Francis wrote an encyclical called "Fratelli Tutti, yeah, which means you know. Uh, on fraternity and social friend friendship, mm-hmm. and it was directed to the Muslims, Terry. Yep. In other words, as like Muslims are brothers.
1: Yeah, I remember him saying that. We,
0: yeah, we also, uh, you know, seem to seem to be calling indigenous Indians our brothers as well. You know, we call. Uh, it, it seems to me like after Vatican II, Terry, it's like the Rodney King has taken over many people's minds. Remember Rodney King, where he said, "Can't we just get along?" And here's what I see: we're, we're, we're extending the olive branch to everybody, but people still continue to criticize, like if these guys are the enemies of God, <laughs> uh, the Society of Saint Pius X. Like if they're like if they're yeah. possessed demons. Yeah. There's a great article mm-hmm. put out by LifeSite News. They're interviewing Bishop Athanasius Snyder. Right. He's a bishop. I'm not, so I'm just going to read what he says. He's a successor of the Apostle Omnat. So he's got much more authority than I'll ever have. Yep, me too. Or than than all the other naysayers as well. Yep. He says, When speaking about resisting the unjust suppression of the traditional Latin Mass, Bishop Athanasius Schneider stated that even priests could go to the SSPX in order to be able to continue their priestly work in the traditional rite. During Bishop Athanasius Schneider's recent visit to the U.S., he made repeated remarks in the the defense of the Society of St. Pius X. In an interview with John Henry Weston, he said, "Quote, the SSPX is surely not schismatic." Close quote. That this is what Bishop Schneider is saying in the interview. In an interview with Remnant Editor in Chief Michael Matt, the Kazakh bishop, when speaking about resisting the unjust suppression of the TLM, stated that even priests could go to the SSPX in order to continue their priestly work in the traditional rite. Bishop Schneider argued. In defense of the SSPX, reminding the faithful that the society prays for Pope Francis That's with right. the respective local bishops in all their public masses, which are signs that they wish to remain united with the Catholic mm-hmm. Church. By the way, uh, Muslim mosques don't pay for the Pope every day, and we call them br- and we call them Terry, according to Fratelli Tutti, brothers. Exactly. And they, and they, they don't pray for Pope Francis. No, they don't. Me. Bishop Snyder also pointed out that Pope Francis granted habitual ordinary universal faculties of confession to the priests of the SSPX, explaining that by granting the SSPX the right to assist at marriages with the approval of the local bishops, Pope Francis is exercising his jurisdictional powers. How could he exercise such a power over a schismatic priest? Great That's a question. question. By granting these faculties to the SSPX, the bishop went on to say the Pope is declaring de facto implicitly that they are not schismatic, says Bishop Schneider. Inspired... By Schneider's recent public remarks on the status of the SSPX, LifeSite News has decided to publish a set of points coming from different sources that lay out reasons why the SSPX is not a schismatic group. May it help foster a just assessment of the status of the SSPX within the Catholic Church. It is also worth noting that Bishop Vitus Honder, a retired Swiss bishop from Chur, recently moved into a residence of the SSPX in Switzerland with the Pope's explicit approval, a further sign that Francis does not consider them to be
1: schismatic. Yes, let me bishop. just jump in here. Yeah. These are all indications. We're going to go through them all here. You I got want to, you to read them, Terry. No, no, just what, it, what blows me away is I didn't know this about this no, retired bishop. I mean, I, you know, we don't know all the facts, and this is what Lifesight has done is given us a great service to put all this down on paper so you can really say, okay, I get it, I get it, you know. Uh, the bishop's interview earlier this year said that SSPX, he said, I recently visited the Society of Pope Pius X Seminary, and I found a formation that priests are receiving. I said to them, to their director, here we have a model for the church. The leaders of the church would do well to retor- return to the formation that is given here in the society. Bishop Athanasius Snyder said a very similar thing back in 2015 when he went to visit. So here's the kick. Here's the kicker. It all seems that the bishop of the Catholic Church considers the SSPX has preserved many gifts of the church that other parts of the church have abandoned. That's just a fact, Jess. We should thank SSPX for these gifts. Now, Jess, let's go through some of these pertinent reasons on why SSPX is not in schism. Hit it. It says, LifeSite News puts out this. The SSPX is
0: not in a schism since it recognizes all the dogmas, regarding mm. papal primacy while Check. also recognizing the currently reigning pope. For, yeah. For yeah, furthermore the in, the in the canon of the mass the SSPX mentions both the name of the currently reigning pope mm. and the name of the local bishop of the yep. diocese where the mass is being celebrated. Yep. The SSPX also occasionally prays publicly and solemnly for the reigning pope chanting the Oremos pro Pontifice nostro prayer as an example. Additionally, the SSPX clearly rejects set of a Number two, Terry.
1: Yeah, and what is we want to explain what set of a cantonism is because people don't know sometimes. They reject that there's been a Pope but, since Pope Pius. Yeah, Paul. we just want to clarify that. Okay, number two, the, yet, the not yet regularized canonical status of the SSPX is due not in the first place to the disobedience of stub- or the stubbornness of the SSPX, but to the extraordinary crisis of the Church. I would agree with that, which is rooted in some very ambiguous doctrinal formulations found in various documents of the Second Vatican Council, in other post consicular documents, and especially in the promotion of doctrinal relativism by the Holy See recently in itself through the inter religious and ecumenical meetings, events, and documents. Next. Number three
0: Furthermore, the situation of the SSPX is due also to the existence of the Novus Ordo Missae which in itself is a serious problem since this official ordinary form of the mass contains ambiguous and protestantizing elements most notably in the new offertory
1: prayers and in Eucharistic Prayer number 2. Number 4. This problem of ambiguity created by certain doctrinal statements found in both the Second Vatican Council documents and the Novus Ordo Missi missal is not capable of being resolved by simply applying a hermeneutic or employing that so-called hermeneutic of continuity, since the ambiguous formulations must be in themselves corrected or supplemented. Well said,
0: go ahead. Number five, yet to be granted full canonical recognition, the Holy See requires the SSPX as an indispensable condition to recognize the entire Second Vatican Council, including all its affirmations, as being part of the Catholic tradition, in addition to recognizing the goodness of the Novus Ordo Missae.
1: Number six. The priests of SSPX, because they are validly ordained, celebrate the Mass validly. That's right. Well, no, no, we're going to go a little bit more. While from the formal point of view, they celebrate the Mass illicitly. I get that, because they are not incarnated into a diocese of religious institute currently recognized by the Holy See. The priests of the SSPX are not independent or vagabonds but depend on obedience from the superiors of the SSPX who receive some canonical faculties from the Pope and who maintain some contact with the Holy See and with some diocesan bishops. That's an important fact. Number six, seven now, Jess.
0: As previously mentioned, the priests of the SSPX were granted ordinary faculty to hear confessions by Francis. Such a
1: faculty cannot be granted on a habitual basis to a priest who was formerly schismatic. These are all good points. Number eight, the Holy See has made it possible for the priests of SSPX to receive faculties from a parish priest or a local bishop to assist canonically in marriages, such as faculties, likewise cannot be granted on a habitual basis to a priest who is formerly a schismatic.
0: Nine, in granting the SSPX the faculties of confession, and of assisting canonically in matrimonies, the Roman pontiff as a supreme legislator has given a de facto interpretation of the status of the SSPX, exempting the SSPX from the classification schismatic and consequently preventing the the application of Canon 751 of the Code of Canon Law to the SSPX, which says, quote, schism is a refusal of submission to the
1: supreme pontiff or of communion with the members of the church subject to him, close quote. Number 10, according to the words of the Holy See, it is not a sin to attend the masses of the priests of the SSPX unless it is done with the motivation to separate from communion with the Roman pontiff and those in communion with him. Now, this was a letter from the Pontifical Commission, Ecclesial Day, dated back January eighteenth, two 2003, reaffirming— I understand what, John Paul II. Uh, yes, reaffirm. thank you, Jess—reaffirming— what the Pontifical Council for the Interpretation of Legislative Texts has already said in this Exploratory Note, dated August 24, 1996. Number 11, in any case, <clears throat> mass celebrated according to the ordinary form
0: of the Roman Rite would present a danger to the faith by containing Protestantizing rituals and doctrinal elements, that is, liturgical abuses, which I'll talk in the next segment, heresies expressed in homilies, or by communion on the tongue being denied. It would be morally licit for a Catholic to attend the Mass to celebrate it by the priest of the SSPX. Number 12? Yeah, I want to go back
1: to that 11 in the next segment. Yeah, I am. this is important. I marked it, Jessica. this is important. huge. Okay, number 12. If a faithful Catholic personally experiences a deep spiritual faith life and a fruitful sacramental practice in a chapel served by the priest of SSPX, one should not consider this situation a sin and should not force this person to join a community. Uh, and officially recognize traditional mass. Well
0: said. One should have, here's, uh, as the Catholics going over to the SSPX, yeah. I'm going to just take Pope Francis's words and make them mine. Yeah. Who am I to judge? I'm nobody. Yeah. I'm not a bishop. No. I'm not a pope. Right. I have no canonical, I'm not a canon lawyer. So if anybody goes, if anybody would go over there, I mean, I'd go to Nova Sordo Parish that does a Latin mass, by the way. But it, if somebody's going to an SSPX church because they're seeing goofy stuff in all the parishes around him oh, God in this you. very confusing time in church history full of homosexuals yeah. and modernists in most Catholic parishes, who am I to judge them? I'm not going to judge anybody for going to, to an SSPX, a reverent holy mass. Uh, I have no authority to judge them. I'm not a canon lawyer. I'm right. not a priest. I'm not a bishop. I'm not the pope. No, but this Let is... every Catholic follow their well-formed conscience, Terry, exactly. and, and get their family to heaven.
1: And I want to talk about that when we come back on our break. Yeah. about why it's important to bring your family to a Mass that's reverent, because obviously there's some that aren't, right. Yeah. When we come back, we'll talk more. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family.
2: Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888- 526- 2151. Now, Here's Terry and Jesse.
0: We're back to Terry and Jesse show. Woo. Let me just share with you some. I mean, of course, these are kind of uh, extreme cases, but these are some things. Here are some examples that I've seen around in the in the Novus Ordo mass, the new mass, the mass of Pope Paul VI after 1965. And you can see all these on the Internet, by the way. I've seen on the Internet an Irish priest riding a scooter for Christmas Eve mass at the procession and at the recession. I saw another video where I saw a priest in Berkeley driving down the aisle to, to as a procession in a Volkswagen bug. Then he jumped out of the Volkswagen bug dressed like Bozo the clown to stop mass, start mass in Berkeley. I saw in another video a priest in Mexico wearing a wrestler's mask during the entire celebration of the mask. I saw another video where a priest flies in the blessed sacrament yep. in a monstrance on a drone. Yep. I've seen another mass on the internet where there was a shaman, a witch doctor who participated in the synodal mass at the Cathedral of San Bernardino, California with the bishop yeah. present. Oh, yeah. I've seen another mass on the internet where an Italian priest uses an inflatable mattress as an altar during mass in the sea. Yep. I've seen another mass where this novus ordo priest he thinks he's a young DJ at a rave party as he's dancing and popping his fingers like if he's like he's, like he's a disc a DJ and he's making a mockery of the mass, dancing behind the altar oh. with the exposed blessed sacrament. And if you just want to see what I'm talking about, just Google the mass every year at the Los Angeles Religious Education Congress at the Anaheim Convention Center and watch it on YouTube. And you're going to see everything that I'm every single liturgical abuse that that, that can happen is happening. This is why, Terry, some people are just throwing their hands up in the air yeah. and they find a, they find an SSPX church, six, six, you know, a half a mile, a mile, two miles down the street. Yeah. And they're saying, I can't, I can't let my wife see Mrs. O'Connor and Mrs. Garcia running up to the tabernacle with the key in their pocket and opening the tabernacle and dispensing holy communion, in the body of Christ, like if it's a cookie, and 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 washing the dishes after, as they call, you know, purifying the vessels. I can't let them see that. They're, this is going to destroy their faith in the real presence. So some Catholics, Terry, that's right, are, are finding they they're finding this this refuge in yeah. the SSPX. No, it doesn't.
1: Thanks be to God, there's a lot of good parishes. Exactly. But that's
0: not the case everywhere. No,
1: no. And just so just so you know, Saturday, Father, your old pastor, Father Stephen, had six priests from Spain visiting, had a Novus Ordo Latin Mass ad Orientum, and the church was well received on a Saturday. We had hundreds of people there, and it was beautiful. Had a a Gregorian chant. This is what people (laughs) are looking for. Yeah. And then you got the Norbertines, you got the Oblates of the Virgin (coughs) Mary and and Hawaiian Gardens, and there are spots where you can get to a Novus Ordo reverently, like us. We have one on Tuesday, tomorrow at 9 a.m. That's a Latin Mass, Novus Ordo, Ad Orientum, kneeling, no communion in the hand. You know, these things are going on, but let's be honest, Jess— that's not common for certain places. Or, or all over no. the United States, there are people at, at a parish they are going to say, this is going to undermine, like you said, the belief in the real presence for my children. And so what do I do? I do what's best for the salvation of my family, as a father and mother should do.
0: Yeah, and everybody has to follow at that moment their well-formed moral conscience. Exactly. based on, Yeah, at, the, at that point, again, like the Catechism says, paragraph 1795, yep. conscience is a man's most secret core and a sanctuary. There he is alone with God whose voice echoes in his depths. Paragraph 1800, a human being must always obey the certain judgment of his conscience. In other words, if you're seeing that this is, a, it, th- this is the best place to take your, your wife and your children yeah. so that they can see reverence, well, you know what? That's between you and God as far as I'm concerned. Wow. I'm going to po- quote po- po- Pope Francis on this. Who am I to judge? And I'll tell you, I'm going to back a subterranean by canon law. Okay, good. There's, and it's just, maybe on another day we'll just do that, the canonical issues. Yeah. There's a website called canonlawmadeeasy.com. That's great. canonlawmadeeasy.com. Go to that website and go to the archive section and type in SSPX. There are five articles written, not by lay people, not by priests, by canon lawyers. Read them. And what they're saying in these articles, these are canon lawyers that spend their life studying this, Terry. Yes. They've said everything that Bishop Schneider just said in this small article on right. LifeSite News. Right. So if you if you want to do the homework and say, well, I don't trust Terry and Jesse. Uh, I don't trust Bishop Schneider. Uh, I, I think I'm going to. Okay, here's what you do. Simple. Don't trust what I'm saying. Don't, don't trust this article. Go to canon. It's, it's called canonlawmadeeasy.com. Then go to the archives, type in SSPX. There are five articles there written by canon lawyers who spend their life studying this type of information. Everything that they've written about there, Terry, yeah. is is delineated in the 12 points that Bishop Schneider just laid out.
1: Right. And that makes sense. And Jesse, I don't want people I've got some people asking me about that pro-life video that we want to show. Richard, our engineer, says he can show that the next segment. So, well, we'll do that. I don't want people to forget about that. But, Jess, the bottom line here really comes down to is how important it is to worship properly. And let's just be honest. You and I have been around the block. We've been to parishes. Jesse's giving some situations around the world. But I, I have been at local parishes in my own backyard where, Jesse, right at, in our old Sacred Heart, remember the uh, uh, they were doing the... Uh, whatever it is, it's like a kid's thing for the confirmation. It was just, let's just say, very inappropriate. Why would I want my kids to see that? You know what that does to young men? Jess, let's talk about what that does to a young man when he sees the feminization of the church and also just weakening the liturgy to come down to, let's just entertain people. I know what it does to my kids. They say, well, what the heck are they doing? I don't want any part of this. Exactly. Isn't, that, isn't that what young people are going to say?
0: Absolutely. 100%. Boys don't want to be on the altar with girls. Oh, no. they don't. No, and it's not because again they think that girls have cooties. It's that they 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 don't they don't like to participate in something with girls in the altar. They think it's effeminate. It's like having the boys got Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts together. Yep, there's a reason why they're separate. And and uh, Tara, I think last week we we did a a program on uh it was on the eucharist uh what was the call that we re- did it was week? on the
1: read it was father peter Stravinsky's. five that's themes. right it was part of right
0: yeah we have it here the five yeah, things t-
1: he said they're right there you want to do them i got them right here <laughs> yeah t- you just because it it, it really it's it's segues with this article as All well right. it's number one yeah. loss uh, loss of latin that's the number one the council fathers opened up the possibility for greater use of the vernacular right and the scripture readings and prayer of the faithful okay got it what about this one, Jesse? Movement of the tabernacle. What the heck? Moving Jesus to the side. Keeping, where? Where is he? So they did that. Number three, removal of altar rails. How did that affect your belief in the real presence? Mm. Give me a break. Mm. I don't know if we have time. Yeah, we got a little time. What about this? The communion fast. Prior to Pope Pius XII, communion fast began at midnight. It was hard so that frequent communion advocated by Pope Pius X was noted In the breaches more than the observance. Pope Pius XII wisely mitigated that fast of three hours for solid food and one hour for liquids. Pope Paul VI modified that even further to present a discipline, namely one hour of fast before uh, food of liquids. Obviously, water wasn't the case. um, The purpose of the Eucharistic fast is to make us feel physically hungry and better to know the spiritual hunger for the bread of life. Jesse, one more thing that's standing in my way of this, standing for Holy Communion.
0: That's huge, Terry.
1: Stravinsky says, for centuries, the Catholics in the Western Church had knelt to receive our Eucharistic Lord. The problem is not so much with standing as such, but with the lack of any sign of reverence. Have we forgotten, and this is a great uh, quote from St. Augustine's admonition. He says, no one eats the flesh without first adoring it. We should, mm-hmm. he said, we should sin where we, not were we not to adore it. Are you, Jesse? If you don't receive Holy Communion, adoring Jesus, we're sinning. That's what Saint Augustine is saying.
0: Terry, if you if you read Think
1: Father Peter, if you read
0: Father Peter Stravinsky's article, yeah. and it's called "What's Really Needed for a Eucharistic Revival." Right here, yeah, and yeah, and if you read this article by LifeSite News, it's called "Why Is It More." Why it is morally listed to attend Holy Mass celebrated by, by the Society of Saint Pius X? Yep. You'll see that everything that Father Peter Stravinsky is saying that we need for a Eucharistic revival. Guess what? It's happening in the SSPX. Yes, yeah, see, one of the biggest he, ones. He, he didn't have to say that. Yeah, but the, they're do, they're doing everything yeah. that he's criticizing. Right. Uh, the this uh, de-Eucharist,
1: de-Eucharistization of the yep, church. Yeah, one big thing is communion in the hand. We know that Martin Luther at the Reformation started practicing communion in the hand to try and get Catholics who left their church to realize it's just bread, it's ordinary bread. And I think that Bishop Snyder has made it very clear the you know 40 years of, 50 years of having Holy Communion on the hand, what it's done to belief in the real presence it's been it's been a disaster. As a matter of fact, Jesse, they're still pushing the kids yeah. for Holy Communion. That if they want to receive it on the tongue, they say you can't do that anymore.
0: Yeah, that's right. Hey, Terry, the next segment we 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 have to play this doctor who Good. destroys the, an abortion argument in two minutes. It's about a five minute video, but on the next segment, this doctor does a bang up job. He does in just uh, in I think it's in front of a Senate hearing. Yeah, it's awesome. uh, and he just they give him they give him two minutes to talk about. Uh, why he used to be pro-abortion and he's not no more, <laughs> and he just does a phenomenal job. You have to. His name's Doctor Anthony Anthony Levitino. Yeah, he's a good he man. Testified at a House Judiciary Committee hearing about Planned Parenthood's medical co- procedures. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Uh, it's that'll be up next, Terry.
1: Yes, and folks, I want to thank everybody. We're still running a little short here at VMPR. If you'd like to make a little year-end donation, we sure would appreciate it. You can go to vmpr.org or you can call 877-526-2151. That's 877-526-2151. Or if you want to talk to me after the show, you to, you know, just even if you don't want to make a donation, my cell number is 661-972-7872. Remember, the midterm elections tomorrow they can provide an opportunity for us to galvanize pro-life America. We must not lose it because it's important that we speak truth and charity when we vote, not compromise. Stay with us, family.
2: Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
0: We're back to Terry and Jesse show. We want you to listen to a short little clip Mm -hmm where this uh, Dr. Levitino destroys the abortion argument in two minutes. Mr. Engineer, can you play the clip?
3: This investigation of Planned Parenthood is based on false premises, one after another after another. It's time to stop wasting time, get on with meaningful work, and stop picking on women and trying to take their choice away. I yield back the balance of my time. That was a liberal the time Democrat. of the gentleman has expired. Democrat. We welcome our distinguished witnesses today. Do you and each of you swear that the testimony that you are about to give shall be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? And I'll now begin by introducing today's witnesses. The first witness is Dr. Anthony Levitino. Dr. Levitino is a board-certified obstetrician-gynecologist, Over the course of his career, Dr. Levitino has practiced obstetrics and gynecology in both private and university settings, including as an associate professor of OBGYN at the Albany Medical College. And Dr. Levitino we'll begin with you. Welcome. Thank you, Chairman, and members of the committee. Um, I only have five minutes, so I'm going to get right to it. Second trimester D&E abortions performed between roughly 14 and 24 weeks of gestation. Your patient today is 17 years old. She's 22 weeks pregnant. Her baby is the length of your hand plus a couple of inches. And she's been feeling her baby kick for the last several weeks. But she's asleep on an operating room table. You walk into that operating room scrubbed and gowned. And after removing laminaria, you introduce a suction catheter into the uterus. This is a 14 French suction catheter. If she were 12 weeks pregnant or less, Basically, the width of your hand or smaller, you could basically do the entire procedure with this. But babies this big don't fit through catheters this size. After suctioning the amniotic fluid out from around the baby, you introduce an instrument called the sofa clamp. It's about 13 inches long. It's made of stainless steel. The business end of this clamp is about two and a half inches long and a half inch wide. There are rows of sharp teeth. This is a grasping instrument. When it gets a hold of something, it does not let go. A DNA procedure is a blind abortion, so picture yourself introducing this and grabbing anything you can blindly and pull, and I do mean hard, and out pops a leg about that big which you put down on the table next to you. Reach in again, pull again, and pull out an arm about the same length which you put down on the table next to you. And use this instrument again and again to tear out the spine, the intestines, the heart and lungs. Head on the baby that size is about the size of a large plum. Can't see it, but you pretty good idea you've got it if you've got your instrument around something and your fingers are spread about as far as they go. You know you did it right if you crush down on the instrument and white material runs out of the cervix. That was the baby's brains. Then you could pull out skull pieces. And you have a day like I had a lot of times. Sometimes a little face comes back and stares back at you. Congratulations! You just successfully performed a second trimester DE abortion. You just affirmed her right to choose. One more question, Dr. Levitino. Why did you end your practice of doing abortions? I did over 1,200 abortions over a four year period in private practice, not counting the ones that I did during my training. Um, I met my wife at, um, during my first year of training at Albany Medical Center. We got married about a year later and found that we had an infertility problem. After years of failed infertility treatment and several years trying to adopt a child, we were blessed with adopting a little girl that we named Heather in August of 1978. Um, As sometimes happens in those situations, my wife got pregnant the very next month, and we had two children 10 months apart. Um, Two months short of my daughter Heather's sixth birthday, she was killed in an auto accident and literally died in her arms in the back of an ambulance. Anyone who has children might think they have some idea of what that feels like, but unless you've been through it yourself, you have no idea whatsoever. I know people find it hard to believe, but uh, what do you do after a disaster? You bury your child, and then you go back to your life. And I don't remember exactly how long it was after my daughter died that I showed up at Albany Medical Center OR number 9 to perform my first second trimester D&E abortion. I wasn't thinking of it as anything special. This was routine to me. Um, but I reached in, literally pulled out an arm or leg, and got sick. You know, earlier on, I described stacking up body parts on the side of the table. It's not to, you know, gross people out, to use a simple term. When you do an, an abortion, you need to keep inventory. You have to make sure you get two arms and two legs and all the pieces. If you don't, your patient's going to come back infected, bleeding, or dead. Um, so I soldiered on and finished that abortion. And I know it sounds, as I said, hard for people to believe, but I'm, I'm telling you straight up my experience. You know, after over 1,200 abortions, first and second trimester, up to 24 weeks, and all the rest of it, and being very dedicated to it, for the first time in my life, I really looked. I really looked at that pile of body parts on the side of the table, and I didn't see her wonderful right to choose, and I didn't see all the money I just made. All I could see was somebody's son or daughter. And I stopped doing late-term abortions after that, and several months later, stopped doing all abortions.
1: That's powerful, Jesse.
0: Praise wow. God. Wow. this uh, and, and Terry, how can you argue with this guy's experience? Exactly. He's a medical doctor. Again, he testified at a House Judiciary Committee hearing about Planned Parenthood's medical procedures. And uh, <clears throat> Planned Parenthood, they were under fire for a while uh, after these videos released by David Daleiden and others. Yes. Uh, they showed how this mega abortion provider sold fetal tissue to researchers, right. but now under the Biden administration, mm-hmm. they seem to mm-hmm. have, uh, you know, they they seem to have uh, their guy on their side. So uh, there there will be no prosecutions of them so long as the Biden administration is around. But I can tell you this, Terry, I I've I watched this video a couple times, and I wish they would show Hollywood, California, the 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 uh, this video because they seem to love abortion in in. that you know hollywood absolutely that's the that's the 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 stranglehold of satan yep they should have the governor of california the hollywood people watch this over and over again and uh there's nothing enlightened about abortion this is about as diabolical and as dark as it gets and uh like father Pavone said people are not going to stop abortion or stop voting for abortion or supporting it until they see pictures of abortion. That's right. Silent ab- scream. Yes. And- yep. Yes. When you see yep. a pile of body parts, these yep. tiny recognizable body parts, uh, these big posters of them, uh, every one of them had a chance to, to live once upon a time. Each fetus should have been given the opportunity, but they weren't. Unless people see these videos and these pictures, nothing terrible will change in their hearts.
1: You got it, Jess. And, you know, I think of what St. Pope Pius X said. It's about, for me, bishops, popes, everybody, we're all responsible. He said, How I tremble to think that souls can be punished for all eternity on the account of my negligence of their pastors, that innocent people can be led from the path of truth because the words of the inspired text were never preached to them. And that the spirit of the world and of our time especially should pour into ill-instructed minds for want of a firm hand to check its tide. He says, I have a sacred duty. I consider myself having a sacred duty. You too, Jesse. have a sacred duty to defend the truth openly. For God will ask me to render an account for all those souls who have strayed into the way of perdition. Jesse, that statement applies not only to abortion, to everything about our faith. And this is why I think as a church, we need to be saying, wait, this is election year, midterms. Again, let's go right back to it. We have one party that says we want to do more, have more abortions. Then we have another party that says, no, our platform says no, we defend life. Please, please, Jess, let's have everyone vote for pro life candidates. Because it's a matter of life and death, and this is what Pope Pius X says: If we vote the other way, yes, he had our exit interview. We're going to be held accountable, bro.
0: Terry, I just I look at it this way. Tell me, I I look at it as as voting for the party of normal of normalcy versus voting for the party (laughs) of crazy people. Yeah. Why do I say that? The 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 party of Biden, these guys have gone so far to the left. These guys, they want men to use girls' bathrooms from K to 12th grade. Yeah, They want drag queens to go read books right. in elementary schools. They want to radically sexualize our kids in the classroom. They, they, you know, right now we're seeing some of the highest inflation in America. We're seeing open borders in Texas, California, Arizona. Yep. We're seeing our borders are flooding our streets with illegal immigrants not all of them are bad, but they're still here illegally. Yeah. they got to get in line. Sure. And there are some that are wicked. There are some that are very evil. And a lot of them are not only drug lords, but they're part of the cartels. And they're yeah. part of the human sex trafficking. Uh, I mean, just look at the gas two years ago and, and your groceries versus the gas now. Were you better off? <clears throat> yeah, you just have to ask yourself yeah. that simple question. Yeah. Are, are, are you paying more for gas, food, utilities, uh. rent... Uh, you know insurance uh, two years gone. ago yep. than you are now. Yep. This is the moment of truth Amen, We have one party that's determined to destroy America Okay, and we've got to save the Republic because we as Catholic Christians We can make America great by our prayers by our faith and by our vote because I'm telling you something right now Biden's weak incompetent corrupt and pathetic leadership. is a disgrace and people around the world know that he's weak Terry oh yeah and, and and we can do better than this oh yeah we can and we must we need to vote them out of office the party that's destroyed America don't let these these green new dealers this defund the police mob these radicals ruin our nation uh, the, these people that use anti and black lives matter as their military hit squad we've got to
1: get them out of office and the way to do it is vote don't you know we have sins of of uh, omission. What that means is when we can do something to protect life and we don't do it, that's a sin in the Catholic Church. So if you say I'm too lazy, I'm too tired, I don't, and my vote doesn't count. No, no, that that I don't buy it. We need to go out. And put our opinion, our our vo- voice into the public square. That's what a good Catholic does. He doesn't sit back and says, "I can't do anything." I'm not. No, no. I hear that too often among people. You can do something. Get out there today or tomorrow and cast your vote for life.
0: Exactly. Look at your gas bill. Look at your grocery bill. Look at what they're doing to the public schools. Yep. Look at the uh. violence on the streets. Look at the defund the police. Uh, look at the religious liberty violence by, by federal law enforcement. Again, good Catholic pro-lifers. Yeah. And uh, the man in the White House, too, is uh, getting us very close to World War III with his rhetoric and the fact that he keeps shoving billions of dollars over to the Ukraine, Terry.
1: Yep, I would love to get onto that topic. I've been educating myself on that of topic. Maybe next week we'll do it, or later in the week. Jesse, uh, let's get out. Let's, let's put our faith in action by getting out and voting pro-life. Yes, what state should we be living in, brother?
0: We need to live in a state of grace. That means you got to vote pro-life, pro-family, pro-God. Amen. Uh, and, uh, and, and we must denounce socialism. That's what's creeping into America, socialism. A Catholic cannot be
1: a socialist. That's been said for 150 years by the Popes. And let's make sure we pray for our leaders in our church with our rosaries, our masses. Give them spiritual bouquets. We have leaders in our church who aren't leading and confirming us in our faith. First of all, we pray and we speak out. Don't forget Our Lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. Join Team Jesus here. God love you.